Locked On Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Red Sox podcast. It is Wednesday, September 8th. I'm your host, Jason Mastro Donato. I've been covering the Red Sox for 11 years now. Uh, your local friendly Red Sox reporter from MLB.com, MassLive.com, and the Boston Herald for the last seven years. So you could read my work there or listen to me here because the Red Sox are making things interesting this September. They are not going away, but they're not necessarily convincing us that they're going to be a playoff team. It's really a guess every night. You don't really know what's going to happen. So... We break it down here for you in the Lockdown Red Sox podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. If you haven't checked it out yet, download the app. Check out the one of the Lockdown Rooms, Spotify Green Room. Uh, it's a great place, so give it a try. So today's show, we've got a few things we're going to talk about. Uh, I am most intrigued about Bobby Dahlbeck after kind of a, a terrible game for the Red Sox on Tuesday night. I mean, no other way about it. Eduardo Rodriguez continues to make us wonder if he's somebody who you can trust at all in this rotation or even out of the bullpen. I mean, is he someone you can trust in any way when the playoffs get here if the Red Sox even make it to a five-game series? Is Erod a guy that you want on the mound? Probably not in a start. Maybe. We'll see. We'll talk about it later in the show. We'll talk about Erod. And... Bobby Dahlbeck, to me, though, is the story of Tuesday night because it was an interesting game from Red, the Red Sox perspective. They get Kike Hernandez back from the COVID list. Now, Kike's been out for 10 days, and he was hurting. You know, he didn't he didn't hide it. He came back on Wednesday, he was in the dug, or Tuesday, he was in the dugout. He talked to reporters before the game, and he said he had it bad. He said he was pretty much out of commission for two days with COVID, and he's vaccinated. And he said, thank God I'm vaccinated because I've heard from other guys and they said it was worse. Um, and it was still pretty bad for him. So he said he was just in the shower, taking baths, just trying to feel better. So it was tough 10, 10 days for Kike Hernandez. But the Red Sox need him. They've had Alex Verdugo in center. He's been a disaster out there. Single-handedly lost the Red Sox the game on Monday. And to get Kike back, I think, was a boost for the Red Sox. But... He just, you know, he, he obviously wasn't himself. He's been out for 10 days. He was sick. Erod made things bad from the start. And they never really had a chance in this one. But the story before the game was absolutely Kike Hernandez coming back and what it meant for the lineup. Because now you have Alex Verdugo moving back to left field. You have Hunter Renfro stationed in right field. He's not going anywhere. He's been phenomenal. Even against righties, which, again, I continue to be surprised by. Never before in his career. Has he been good against right-handed pitching? And this year, he's doing it against lefties. He's doing it against righties. He's been a lot better the last month and a half, too. Kind of quietly putting together a real nice uh, second half of the season for the Red Sox. Renfro's not slowing down. He's getting better. He had 10 homers in August. Kind of quietly had 10 homers in August. And is, is again, hitting right-handers, which I, I just can't believe it. I mean, he's got a, a 769 OPS against right-handers. You know, it doesn't blow you away. But 17 homers and 300 plate appearances, it's like 34 home run pace against right-handed pitching. So Renfro's not coming out of the lineup. Renfro's not coming out. 
Verdugo's been hot, really, over the last month and a half. Verdugo's been really hot with the bat. He's not coming out of the lineup. Not against righties. He'll probably be out against lefties. So that's your outfield. It's Verdugo, Hernandez, Renfro. And what does that mean for Bobby Dahlbeck? He's on the bench. That's where he was on Tuesday. This is the American League Rookie of the Month in August. This is a guy who, since August 10th, since the Red Sox got back from that bad road trip in Detroit and Toronto. Was it? Yeah, it was Detroit and Toronto. August 10th, Dahlbeck came back home. He didn't play that first game. He was on the bench against the Rays. Next game, he's in in the lineup and starts crushing the ball. And he's been doing it now for almost a month. Ever since August 10th, he entered Tuesday with a 344 average, a 1,200 OPS since August 10th. He's the second most valuable player in baseball in that time based on Fangraph's war. And that's out of 200 players. He's second. His OPS ranks first. And that was before he hit two home runs on Tuesday. So he's not even in the lineup on Tuesday because now he's on the bench. This is this is where the Red Sox are going. This is what they have to do because they need outfield defense. They showed us on Monday how important outfield defense is. They are not messing around there. Alex Cora's had it. I mean, he doesn't care if you lose games, but he hates it when the Red Sox lose games by playing bad defense or doing the little things wrong or not dropping, not executing a bunt or making a base running error or a mental mistake. Cora hates that. There's few things he hates worse than just playing ugly, sloppy baseball, and bad defense is the easiest way to sloppy baseball. So you kind of knew it. You know, I said on the show yesterday, I thought, yeah, maybe they'll keep Alex Verdugo in center, but nope. They're going with defense. Cora's going with defense. And that means Hernandez is going to be in center on most nights. Verdugo's back to left on most nights, and Renfro stays in right. So Kyle Schwarber, everyone's favorite designated hitter, is now at first base again, which is where he played on Tuesday. And he hasn't really made a mess of first base yet, so it's okay. And Dahlbeck's on the bench. But how do you keep this guy on the bench? I mean, I've been as hard as anyone on Bobby Dahlbeck. I think he's he's gone through real growing pains this year. And on a deeper franchise, if he was playing for a franchise that had a farm system, that had quality players in AAA, that had guys who could come up and try, Bobby Dahlbeck would not still be playing at this point in the season because the Red Sox tried everybody. Don't don't let them kid you, say that they believed in Bobby Dalbeck the whole time. They didn't. Marwin Gonzalez got a lot of playing time at first base. He's since been designated for assignment. Danny Santana's got a lot of playing time at first base. Franchi Cordero for a while was up here playing some first base. Michael Chavis came up here back and forth, back and forth, taking some Dalbeck at bats at first base. They got they went out and got Travis Shaw. They, had, they tried Christian Arroyo at first base for one game, and he hurt himself and was out for two weeks, three weeks. And so don't let, don't let them fool you and say, hey, we believe in Dahlbeck the whole time. They didn't. They tried everybody, but nobody could win the job. And they went into the trade deadline, and it looked like for sure they were going to get a first baseman. And instead they pick up Kyle Schwarber, who's really an outfielder slash designated hitter, and they're they're like, well, just teach him first base. 
You know, even teaching a guy who's never done it before is still better than what we have right now. So they didn't believe in this guy. They made that clear over and over again. But the fact that they actually kept him in the big leagues and Cora kind of kept him in the rotation. You know, he he played a couple times a week. He always played against lefties. Even when he was struggling, he's played against lefties and he's done well against them. Even when he's been terrible at defense, they, they you know, you, I, I will give the Red Sox credit for keeping him around because on other teams he would have been in the minors. Or I thought, honestly, I thought there was a good chance they'd trade him for something in July. And they didn't. They kept him. And it started paying off. He had that great series against the Rays in early August. A couple great games against the Orioles. And I said, eh, show it to me against good teams. Show it to me against good teams. And that's what he started to do the last week or two here because he's starting to hit the Rays well. He's done it against the Rays three series in a row now. He's come up with some big hits against the Rays. Three times in a row since August 10th. And yeah, I didn't do anything against the Yankees in the Yankees series. He was quiet against the Rangers. He played well against the Twins and the Indians, but he's not playing every day. And then the Red Sox get COVID at the end of August. They Everyone gets COVID. Dahlbeck's forced to play every day, and he's crushing it. He's got six home runs in his last 11 games. Really, since the since Kike went out with COVID on August 26th, Dahlbeck's been playing every day. He's played 11 games in a row, I think. Nope, 11 out of the last 12 he's played. He's got six homers in those games. He's got... Six walks. This is a guy who hadn't walked all year. He wasn't walking at all. All he did was strike out. And he's got six walks and 10 strikeouts in his last 11 games. So this is a totally different player. He had some interesting comments to MLB Network before the game on Tuesday. And then he had an interesting game on Tuesday. So we're going to keep talking about this. I I'm really interested in Bobby Dahlbeck right now. I think he's one of the most interesting guys on the team and how they handle this down the stretch is going to be one of the most interesting storylines to watch. So we're going to talk some more about this coming up in the second segment. So stick around for that. We are brought to you by Spotify green room. Green room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download. And once you're in, you can talk with fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. It's the perfect place to join a conversation about the Red Sox or the league. You'll find other fans just like you in the green room. People join watch parties. They'll debate. They'll talk about the game that just happened. There's some locked on hosts there. You can talk with, So it's a pretty interactive experience if you're looking to kind of boost your sports experience to interact with more people while you're watching the game. So check it out. It's Spotify Green Room. There's an app on your phone. You can just download it straight there. Green Room, changing the way we talk sports. We're brought to you by Stat Hero. Did you know that 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? Is that really that surprising, though? The game is kind of rigged against you when you think that there's thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts, who have more tools, algorithms, and time on their hands to make sure that they are beating you. You don't stand a chance. So Stat Hero, it's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works. They show you their lineups ahead of time 
and dare you to beat them. It's you against the house. It's head-to-head fantasy sports. You name your stakes, winner take all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero showing you their lineup ahead of time. Nobody else does that. So go to stathero.com slash locked on. Sign up for free. You'll get a three times back on your first play. So they're going to give you 300% match on your first play. Stathero.com slash locked on. All right, back to Bobby Dahlbeck because the game on Tuesday I thought said a lot about where Bobby Dahlbeck is right now. Because this is a guy who looked like he had no confidence a few weeks ago. None. I mean, a month ago, you were watching him play and saying, to me, personally, I've covered the Red Sox 11 years. I don't remember seeing a player who just looked like he had completely lost his confidence the way that Bobby Dahlbeck had. If you think about the way he was playing in July, he stopped playing defense. I mean, it looked like he was giving up in the middle of at-bats. Some of the swings he was taking were just awful, non-competitive swings. Completely outmatched, striking out three times a game, leaving everybody on base, not making contact. His strikeout rate, entering August, his strikeout rate of 38%, worse than every single player in baseball. Nobody made less contact the first four months of the season than Bobby Dahlbeck did. I, I... have never seen someone with confidence that low. It's incredible that he turned it around. Really. I give this kid a lot of credit. 26-year-old rookie. Yeah, it's pretty old for a rookie, but he's still a rookie. It's not easy to turn it around as a rookie when you got that much. You, you've got, what was it, 300 at-bats almost of misery, of being one of the worst players in baseball, and then it starts to leak into your defense, and now you're playing terrible on defense. I mean, he was unusable, really, and he turned it around. So I thought it was really interesting to hear what he had to say again uh, to MLB Network before the game on Tuesday. They interviewed him at MLB Network, and he made a point to say that he stopped doing the mechanic stuff. That, And I've heard him say things kind of similar in the past, that he was overthinking it with mechanics that he's just one of those guys that he thinks he's most successful when he just goes and hits. And so he reduced his work in the batting cage. He reduced his focus on mechanics. He stopped thinking about it so much. And he's just going out there and hitting. And it it shows. You can see it. You know, he had a comment where he said, I decided that every pitch was going to be the best pitch I was going to see that day. And trust my eyes. Don't overthink it. Just treat every pitch like it's the best one I'm going to get and be ready to hit it. And it shows. He's ready to hit now. He's not up there guessing anymore. He's choked up. I mean, so he come. Let's talk about the game on Tuesday, okay? Because this is fascinating. He's basically benched. Kike Hernandez comes back. Cora says Verdugo's back and left. Schwarber's back at first. Dahlbeck's not going to play against righties for the most part. He'll He'll play against some of them. But he's basically lost his job. So Dalbeck's on the bench, hottest, one of the hottest hitters in baseball, the hottest hitter by some metrics over the last month, on the bench. Eighth inning, Red Sox are getting crushed. Dalbeck comes on for garbage time, meaningless moments here. And the pitcher is David Hess, who statistically is the worst home, or the worst pitcher in baseball history at allowing home runs. I had to look this up because I couldn't believe it. He's allowed 2.6 homers per nine innings. Of anybody in baseball history, this dates back to 1871. No pitcher has allowed a home run rate of that that high. Nobody's even close. 
with a minimum of 200 innings thrown. So this is the guy who's on the mound for the Rays. It's garbage time. The game's over. The Rays are up by a million. They end up winning 12-7, to but they were up 12-1 to at the time. But still, Dalbert comes off the bench. Not an easy thing to do when you haven't played. Not an easy thing to do when you just lost your job. Not an easy thing to do when your team's down 11-1. to And yeah, it was a terrible pitcher. But it was impressive. He comes off the bench and he hits two home runs. Four RBIs. A couple of two-run shots. He's two for two with four RBIs. He had the best day of anyone at the plate. And he didn't even get in the game until the eighth inning. And I'm not going to say it was the best work he's ever done. It's not like they were great pitches that David has threw. They were sliders that barely moved. It was probably, you know, pitch recognition 101. They teach you that as soon as you learn baseball. Here's what a slider looks like. It wasn't a great one, and he made them pay. But it, it doesn't matter because these were pitches he was missing for most of the season. He couldn't recognize pitches fast enough. Even if he did, he wasn't really hitting them. And so the fact that he did that, I thought was I, I just thought it was impressive to lose his job, essentially, and then to get back in the game, hit two home runs. He's got 20 on the year now, which if you think about how terrible he was, it's crazy. I mean, he might end up with 25 homers. He might even get close to 30 if he's actually in the lineup. You know, we all predicted, ah, maybe he'll hit like 230 with 30 bombs. He might not be far from that. He's up to 244 right now with 20 homers, a month to play. The question is, is he going to play? Is he going to play? And I think it's a little bit crazy to think that they're going to bench him now in the middle of a, uh, of a playoff race as well as he's done. Can't you find a rotation? Can't you just give him five games a week, right? And maybe they will. You know, Cora said he's going to stay flexible with this thing. He said that it's a day-by-day thing. He's going to see who's playing well. He's going to give guys some rest. I think there's a clear solution here. And I'm going to tell it to you in the third segment. I think I, I, I think I know what they're going to do and what they probably should do. And I'm going to let you know coming up in the third seg in the third segment. So we are brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best protein bar in the grocery aisle. If you're trying to reduce your sugar count, which I always am. I eat way too much sugar. So these are perfect. 4 to 5 grams of sugar in the Built Bar. 17 to 18 grams of protein. Only 130 grams, or sorry, only 130 calories. Between 130 and 180 calories in the Built Bar. They've got all different flavors. If you like chocolate, they've got the double chocolate. They've got the brownie. They've got the cookies and cream, the German chocolate. And then they've got some fruit flavors and uh, coconuts really good. So... Check out the Built Bar. Not too much sugar. You'll get your protein. Order today. Go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com. DirecTV Stream is a new thing that's going on right now. You got to check it out. If you're tired of having to sign in on six different devices and watch one thing here and one thing there and then sign in on this streaming service and then sign out on that one because your friend has the account... Forget about it. DirecTV Stream lets you do all of this together in one way, everything on one TV. You'll get your sports, you'll get your movies, you'll get your TV shows live on DirecTV Stream. That means no more juggling the remotes, no need to buy another device, and there's no contract. 
So get rid of the clutter, get rid of the confusion, get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com, compatible device required, content varies by package. All right, so the final segment of the show, we always do our unpopular opinions and positive takeaways. So I'm going to finish up this Bobby Dahlbeck conversation by telling you what I think they should do and what they probably will do. I think J.D. Martinez is going to start being on the bench. And I'm not saying regularly. I'm not saying he's going to be on the bench with any more regularity than twice a week. But I think he's going to be on the bench twice a week. Because this guy just played outfield a dozen or more times in the last two weeks. He hadn't played barely any outfield at all this year until that. He hadn't played a whole series in the outfield in a while. I looked it up too. He played a doubleheader both games in the outfield in New York in the middle of August. It was the first time he'd played the du- a doubleheader both both games in the outfield since he was with the Diamondbacks in the National League. I believe. No, it was 2016, wasn't it? It was 2016, I think. Anyways, it had been a while. Yeah, he was still in his 20s when the last time he had done it. He's tired. You know, there's no question. He he looks different out there. He's played bad when he's been in the outfield. His his, his it's translated differently when he's been in the outfield. If you look at from August 17th until September 6th, he's hitting 241 with a 653 OPS and then what do he do on Tuesday night? He was 1 for 3 on Tuesday. And ended up coming out of the game for some rest. I think they're going to rest J.D. Martinez down the stretch. I think they're they're going to rest him after putting him in the outfield all that time. His swing looks slow. He looks off. I think he'll play maybe four or five times a week the next couple weeks. And I think Dalbeck's going to get some more games because Schwarber can DH. I think this just makes sense. Guys are tired. They're beat up right now. J.D. needs some rest. Verdugo's going to get some rest against lefties. Renfro, I mean, Renfro's played every day. Renfro's had way more playing time than anybody could have thought this year. Renfro's probably going to need some rest. You know, Devers has been playing a lot. Devers has leads the team in at-bats. He'll probably need some rest. So I think they're going to rest some guys. I think they're going to move guys around a little bit so that they can rest up. And, yeah, you, you can't really rest when you're in the middle of a playoff race. I mean, the Red Sox are a half game behind the Yankees for the second wild card. As of Wednesday morning, they're only two games ahead of the Blue Jays, who are 9-1 and one in their last 10. They've won six in a row. They have a 140-plus uh, run, run differential, which is third best in the American League. The Blue Jays are scary, and they play the Red Sox well. So the Red Sox have to keep with it. They can't just give up. But I think they're going to start wrestling some guys a little bit, not because they need, not because they need rest as in the season's over, but because they need rest so that they can play their best down the stretch. So I think Bobby's going to play more than more than Cora made it seem like. You just can't take this guy out of the lineup. So that's my unpopular opinion is J.D. should probably get some extra rest down the stretch. I think he will. I don't think he'll play a lot. Uh, again, he'll still be a regular player. Don't get me wrong. But I think I think he's going to lose at-bats here and there. Just He's not playing well right now. He's, he looks tired. And he, he needs the rest. So... We always end the show on a positive note. And I'm getting a lot of comments from friends about Jose Iglesias being back on the Red Sox. 
Hey, I forgot about this guy. Where'd he go? You know, what happened to him? It's been a while. I'm going to say, I've said it before, I'm going to say it again. Jose Iglesias has had an underrated career. He is an underrated player to me. I did not think he was ever going to be a decent hitter when he came up with the Red Sox in 2011. I, I don't think anybody did. He looked terrible with the bat. I mean, he barely played in 2011. Then 2012, he played a little bit. 2013, all of a sudden, he comes out and he hits 300. Basically playing almost every day on a good team. He hits 300, and he gets traded. He gets traded in the middle of the year, and they win the World Series without him. Tough go of it. He got the Nomar treatment. Traded, and then the team wins the World Series without you. But he's a good player, and the Red Sox got him back now, and that's my positive takeaway is he can help this team. And I'm pretty sure I forgot to double check this today. I can't remember if they changed the rules or not when they got rid of the August 31st or the August 1st, uh, um, the August 31st non-waiver trade deadline. They got rid of it this year, so I can't remember if they changed the rules for playoff eligibility. But if the rules are the same as they've always been, you have to be in the organization by September 1st to be on the playoff roster. Jose Iglesias is not. He just signed on the sixth. So I don't think he's eligible for the playoff roster, but it's too bad. They got this guy for nothing. The Angels released him. Jose said it was a mutual agreement so that he can go play somewhere else. The Angels are just playing young guys down the stretch because they're out of it. Jose was a free agent anyways. So the Angels released him. The Red Sox pick him up. The guy's good. He still plays really good defense. He's so smooth out there. He can play short. He can play second. He can play third. He's just so smooth with the glove. And... He's never really played second before, but Cora said they might take a look at him there. I mean, why not? You know, Christian Arroyo's battling COVID. It's still been a... He's really sick, according to Cora. He's not going to be back soon. COVID's kicking Christian Arroyo's butt. So, Jose Iglesias is going to play, I think. I think he's going to play a little bit. And this guy's good. He's one of the best defenders I've ever seen. He actually handles the bat. He knows what he's doing up there. He takes good swings. I like him. I like Jose Iglesias. I think it's a positive that he's on this team. You know, he talked a lot about being back and how much it means to him and how much energy he gets from being around a team that has a chance to make the playoffs, even though, again, I believe, and I'll find out if I'm wrong on that, but I believe he's not eligible for the playoffs. But he's just going to help this team down the stretch. So that was a sneaky good pickup. For the Red Sox, that might work out really well for them. They need they, they need bodies, and he's such a good defender, and they've been awful on defense. So that's my positive takeaway. I think that's going to be it for me today. A lot of Bobby Dahlbeck talk. I, I know I've talked a lot about this guy this year, but he's fascinating. You know, how many guys are as big and strong and have the power that he has who don't make it? And it looked like he wasn't going to make it. And all of a sudden, he's back. He's having a fantastic month. So that's why I spent so much time on Bobby Dahlbeck today. I think he's worth it. It's really interesting to see if he's going to get the playing time. We'll absolutely be following this story. We'll be following everything going on with the Red Sox with our Lockdown Red Sox podcast. You can follow us on the Twitter account. If you Google the Lockdown Red Sox Twitter account, it'll pop up. You can Google me, Jason Mastro Donato. You'll find my Twitter, at Donato. You'll find my all my articles that I'm writing in the Boston Herald or the Boston Herald website and leave us a review. Let us know what you think of the show. Subscribe on Spotify or Apple or whatever you're listening. 
reach out to me. Let me know what you think. You got any questions you want me to talk about? Let me know. And uh, we'll be back for another episode soon. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day. This episode was brought to you by the Lockdown Betting Podcast. Betting doesn't have to be a guessing game with the Lockdown Bets Podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get your daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and the lock of the day. Follow the Lockdown Bets Podcast, brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.